Welcome to Brave in the K-Hive. I'm your host, Bianca. Oh. Let's get it done. Hello and welcome. So we're back. I'm back. And everybody already knows what happened already. What we've all been going through for the last few for the last few days, right? So like I was gonna record that night, but I was like, you know, I'm kind of depressed, you know. I was like, I'm gonna put it off for a couple of days and then in the weekend I'll record a, a episode and and I'll write the farewell to come on, you know, I'll 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 do stuff. But yeah, for the last couple of days since Kamala ended, um, suspended her campaign. I just been lounging around and just being like, oh, I got in the bed like a whole bunch of times one day. I was just like, I'm just going to get back in bed. <laughs> and I get out of bed and I'm like doing something. Like, I don't really want to do this. I'm just going to get back in bed. But it, it's nowhere near as bad as it was with Hillary. Oh, God. I didn't want to. I was, I don't know if I left my house for a week. I was just really bad off then right now I'm, I'm I'm able to function pretty good and like I don't really feel depressed I just feel like well, co- well probably because the impeachment's coming up and I know she's gonna shine there and you know but one thing that I was able to do that we weren't able to do in 2016 is um I can keep the k-hive open till 2024 I don't have to do anything. <laughs> we can build the movement stronger, b- bigger, whatever, you know, if Biden doesn't um, choose Harris, I don't know if he's going to win. So, you know, we might be doing it in 2024 anyway, regardless. And by that time, she'll have raised her profile. And I just let me say this. Nobody in the world should do any fucking deals with anybody like Bernie Sanders. I don't give a fuck what the fuck they're talking about. Who's crying? No. Make get raise as much money as you can from as many sources as you can. You're going to need that shit just to just to keep going. And the small dollar uh, donation shit, that model Bernie chose that model because it works best for Bernie. It doesn't work best for black women. Um you know, because we have <laughs> people are fucked up in this country, and you know they'll they just won't stay. They won't fund, you know, like they would someone else. Like Pete's getting all this money. Pete is, I mean, like barely above a dog cat, a dog catcher, right? So like he's like a mayor of a a town, like what maybe the size of mine or some shit. Oh come on, dude! Like you're oh, maybe it's bigger, but yeah. No, no, because Ethan Berkowitz, that's my mayor, I would never vote for him for president. I, fuck, if he got up and he was like, I'm going to run for president, I'd be like, sit your ass down. The fuck? You can't even get this shit right out here. Actually, he's doing a pretty good job. Um, we have um, nonpartisan um, mayoral elections now where you're not, you're not picking between um, a Democrat, well, a known Democrat and a known Republican. You got to kind of guess now who's who and what's what. But Berkowitz has always been a Dem. He's just kind of um like uh, remember um, Leslie Nope's husband on that show, um, Parks and Recreation. That's what Ethan Berkowitz reminds me of. Him, of Ben. Mm. So yeah, I was sad to see Homeless Spinner campaign. Um. But I had written a piece where, you know, I did kind of allude to the fact that it might be coming. If you go reread it, you'll see it. But you probably saw it the first time. <laughs> um, Yeah. So, like, ever since that happened, like, the first day it was just pandemonium. Like, I, you know, somebody said it. I was like, oh, okay. You know, because I kind of had a funny feeling. Like, I was having a funny feeling this in the morning when I got up. Like my stomach was just like butterflies and weird. I was like, oh no, whenever that happens, like somebody either dies or something terrible happens. So yeah, so that happened. And, um, 
And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I hope people can just give us like, you know, maybe 25 minutes, you know, 35 seconds or whatever. Oh God, no. The, the, I don't know if they actually consider this outreach or recruitment, but we had people from all the other campaigns bum rush us and fuck with us all day. The Warrenites were just, why wouldn't you want to come over here? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Like, why would we? The fucking burners, same shit. Do you know? I mean, I had them, I had burning people literally like invite me into Bernie land. Like, what are you talking about? I would never go in there. Tulsi people. I, I had a Tulsi person invite me. You know, I've been, I've been invited by every fucking all, every people's to come and join their stupid campaign. I'm like, you know what? You dumbasses. You're just like Liz Warren. You waited till the last second, right? I mean, the Biden people had already talked to me like fucking back in the summer. Like, Hey, you know, combo doesn't make it. Would you? Sure. I'll go to buy it. Cause you know why? Cause you're the only ones not fucking with me every day. See how that worked. They didn't have to do shit. All they had to do was not fuck with me all day. You know, some of them like vanilla, you know who you are, vanilla. She fucks with me sometimes, but she even left me alone. And that's not like her. Usually she fucks with me way more. She would have it going on. Like, but you know, I was kind of, I would hide from her cause she's so crazy. I don't mean it like that, Vanilla, but you know, you're scary. Um, she's scary, right? So even Vanilla left me alone. I was like really impressed with the way the Biden people left me alone. And, um, you know, that's all I, I want out of life is to be left alone by people who should be leaving me alone because I can't take it. You know, I can't take all that shit. And then I had the, um, you know, I'm being, I'm, I realize, you know, they're calling us toxic or whatever. Cause you know, they're like, you set the tone. And my tone is fucking go and find out every little piece of information of them about them and put it on blast. Right. So they don't really like my style of, um, investigative reporting, maybe <laughs> betting the candidates, they hate me. <laughs> so like I have, um, gotten a complex where I can't even check my DMS. I can't check them. I'm too nervous. Like not, not really nervous. Just like, I don't want to feel the weird feelings or triggers whenever somebody wants to fight with you on the D I can't take it. And you know, people love fighting with me lately. Um, I don't really know what it is about me. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. There's a couple things about me. I can see why they would want, but you know, all for, for the way they do it. Mm -mm. So I'm like considering like, um, getting somebody to check my DMS for me and, um, make sure there's nothing fucking scary in there. Like fucking a confrontation. I hate confrontation y'all. Like people don't know. They're like, Oh, you seem like you would love, I would love, I don't fucking love confrontation. I hate it. It's the worst thing. So like, I know I seem confrontational, but that's just defending myself. Like I don't know. You notice one thing about me is I never go run off and like have these little wars going on with some Bernie people that I know. And then I'll just go over to their page and fuck with them all the time. You know, like that you don't see me do that. And really you don't see me do that about it with anybody. Um, because I'm, I'm not, I don't like, um, yeah, yeah. I'm weird and I don't like confrontation so bad that I just don't seek it out. And it always finds me and that it really bothers me because, you know, I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Why do we always have to be, having all kinds of confrontational bullshit. But um yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to try to um see if I can beg somebody to check my DMs for me. And like go through them and make sure like there's nothing really weird in there cuz um like for a while like every time I turned around, I mean, I'm not trying to be gross like it's not even really a trigger warning, but like I was getting these fucking photos of these like 20 something year old men in onesies and diapers. Like they were fucking sending that shit to me. I'm like, please stop. You know, um, I don't, I, I don't feel like that's fair. And then I get like older white dudes with like, you know, skinny older white dudes, you know, and they got their clothes all off and they're showing me their, well, I'm like, why do I have to see that dick? I don't, that is not even a good one, you know, put it away. So, um, yeah, you know, 
get a few of those along with the 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 threats from the Bernie Bros and the you know how they are, right? They were calling delegates, leaving it on their voicemail. <laughs> well, no, they don't actually threaten to kill me, but you know, they've called the FBI on me or, or reported me to the FBI. I don't know how that worked or how they did it exactly. They got the Capitol Police to investigate me. Like they're really insidious. So, mm-hmm, mm-mm. But I see other campaigns that are starting to turn out like that a little bit too. Um, so yeah, I a lot of people are really depressed right now. And like um I have a tweet that I wrote this summer that I gotta show you guys because it's um me telling <laughs> telling everybody how I really didn't particularly want her <laughs> to, to be the nominee because I don't want her to go through all that fucking suffering. You know, um it's the way they treated Obama was one way, you know, and you're already going to get that fucking weird witch doctor racism, birtherism shit. You know what I mean? You're not black enough, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's other ways that it's just, oh, this, um, it's horrible. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do. Um, Biden, he's biting his wife's finger which I really don't have a problem with. Um, but he's also um, out here fighting with old men at campaign stops. Now, he's... I don't know what the fuck is going on with Biden This with this shit. <laughs> Biden had a stop. He... Um, there was an 83-year-old man, right? Um... And he says that he's telling Biden that um, he's too old for the job. And um, then he accuses him of, you know, turning to the Ukraine and um, selling access to the president, just like Trump does. And Biden was just, he got pissed. He was like, you're a damn liar, man. Oh, he was so fucking pissed. Um, insisting, like, nobody has ever said that my son did anything, you know, because they're really, they're not like... <clears throat> coming up with anything that his son actually did it just looks bad because he's not really qualified to do that and they just were using him they're like we got a biden on they, there was they weren't getting anything out of it from him and also like like what is joe gonna tell him <laughs> so um yeah and um um yeah um, uh, he ended up like i think he ended up challenging the guy to um what do you call that? Push-ups, a push-up contest. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, Biden, he said, he said, <laughs> get your word straight, Jack. <laughs> I'm not sedentary. You want to check my shape? Let's do push-ups together. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Oh, so he's like really mad at the guy, right? And um, <clears throat> they think he said... <laughs> but look fat. <laughs> like he was talking about the weight, but um, Simone Sanders said he said, but look, fact. <laughs> I, I think fact actually does fit there better. So I'm just going to go with her, her, what she said, because, you know, it. I was like fat doesn't even really fit in that sentence. But <laughs> they just really want Biden to be like insulting somebody. That's what the thing they do with Biden. They they make everything he does seem uh, out to be like some great ism, right? Like Biden's Biden's too old. He doesn't understand what the isms are and blah 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 because he's kind of, you know, Bideny, you know? Like he'll hug you and touch you and all that other stuff. You know, probably not now because everybody's been like, "Uh-uh," but back in the day, that's how Joe was. And uh, like a lot, a lot of people they get creeped out about it. Okay. But like you know, it wasn't like trying to be sexual though. So, <laughs> you know, I've never seen anything sexy about Biden except for this one picture I just saw. And that was like, it's like 40 years old or 50 years old. Mm. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> um, he said, it looks like you're, um, the, the guy said, it looks like you don't have any more backbone than Trump does. 
and that he wouldn't be voting for Biden. And then Biden didn't have a problem with it. He was like, you think I thought you'd stand up and vote for me? You're too old for me. <laughs> but later on, um, NBC News interviewed the guy. And he asked him, you know, are you going to uh, vote for Trump over Biden? And he's like, hell no. <laughs> he's still going to vote for Biden over Trump. What the fuck? <laughs> he's just a Liz supporter right now. You know, I like how he said it. Like, <laughs> At least he's not Donald Trump. <laughs> and so there is a lot of truth to, like, <clears throat> people will vote for <clears throat> the damn over Donald Trump because Trump really is that bad, you know? And I like to tell people, you know, Trump isn't really the thing, right? Okay? He's not, like, the hive or the fucking, you know, he's not... um yeah but yeah so he likes to fight um this kind of reminds me of that time he was inviting Trump to go behind the gym like they were still in high school or college and so that he could beat him up and like I been like wondering like is Biden really fucking that angry at Trump, like, <laughs> that he would take him back there, and is Trump really that scary that he wouldn't go, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm forming some conclusions that, like, oh, God, you remind me people that I've known my whole life, <laughs> um, what else is going on, um, oh, R. Kelly, I know you guys don't really care about R. Kelly, um, some of you do, because I think some of you are from Chicago, yeah, um, R. Kelly is facing new charges. He's facing a new charge, which is bribery connected to his, when he, 1994, he married Aaliyah. I have hated him since I found out he married Aaliyah. Cause he was a grown ass man. And she was like a little bit older than me. Right. Maybe two years. And, you know, she always had, you know, she was, she was like the icon for my generation. I wish she wouldn't have died so early. Um, you know, she was the standard, right? And um, Beyonce came up after that, too, because I guess it left the room open. Because really, Aaliyah was it, right? And um, he married Aaliyah. She was like 15, 14. He was like 27. And um, like we all, we found out about it at school. And like, we were like, what the fuck? Because it, um, it was a magazine. Somebody got a magazine. Um, it might even been my sister shit. Cause my sister always, and, and we're reading it cause somebody said it was in there and it did. It showed a marriage license. That was him and Aaliyah. Um, well coming to find out now that he, they use a fake ID of course to get married and he bribed somebody to get it done. So he got indicted for bribing somebody in 1994. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, um, he, she was his protege at the time. Like he was supposed to be helping her out. She'd be like, what, 40 now. Um, I've always hated him since then. They got married in Chicago and then he helped her produce her, her, her album. And her album was called Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. And back then, we didn't know when it first came out. We we had no idea what was going on. But I'm an adult now, you know, and I'll be 40 in a couple of years. And I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what he was doing to her was really so fucked up. Like, um, she was a child, right? And this is, like, the first time she's really separated from her parents, doing something, like, kind of grownish, Right. I mean, she's making an album and, you know, they, they stay long, long time in the studio. You, you don't want to sit there. You want to be able to, you know, leave. You can't sit there all day while they do take after take after take. After. I've, if anybody's ever been, have you ever dated a rapper or anything like that? All day with that shit. Okay. It never fucking ends. And, um, yeah, so you want to go home. And so her parents pretty much um, kind of left her there with like, you know, managers and other people and uh but it's not like they weren't around right but you know you still have a life and you have stuff that you have to do 
<clears throat> she's going to be in the studio all the time. You know, you, you, you have people that you're supposed to be trusting, you know, they're not supposed to let anything happen to her. And I guess her, um, they found out that she was married to him and they were like, Oh hell no. And, uh, they pretty, I guess they annulled it. They made sure she was not married to his ass no more. Um, and I remember the interviews back then where he was just quiet. He would be quiet on the, on the couch, um, with his arms, you know, stretched out behind him. And like, I'm just thinking about this from memory and looking back the entitlement that he had, like, it's like the girl was answering questions that were like pointed questions because the person that was interviewing him kind of like was it. It's like they were they were seeing something like, oh, this is weird, a weird dynamic. Are you guys together? You know, and oh, we're friends. Well, she says, you know, she's such a pretty girl, and you know, she's uh, older than her age. It seemed right, like she looked her age, and you know, like she looked young. But like some people grow up faster. They're they. De- something, something's different about them. Right. Um, like, cause I was really immature for a long time. Um, I wouldn't have been able to, to fake grown or my mom wouldn't have left me in the studio or anything like until I was like 18. Cause like, I was just like, eh, I would cry or something. <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> cause I'm, you know, I'm really, you guys, you know, you guys see me. I'm, I'm, I'm a baby sometimes. And like, but like, I always thought I was looked up to her because she seemed so cool. Right. And, um, I'm like, wow, a lot of that was the cool factor that would seem so cool and mysterious was she, he fucking was teaching her not to tell what the fuck was going on. So she's having to figure out how to say these things, you know, how to, how do I explain what's going on here? You know? So she's just, yeah, we just friends. We're really good friends, blah, blah. And I go back and I look at that. I'm like, how did any adult listen to what she said right there and not call her parents? Like, what the hell is going on? This dude is raping your daughter. Um, because that's what that was. I don't give a fuck if he went and married her. And, you know, I, I feel like that's something he did probably just ugh, to protect himself because, oh, I'm going to marry her and then I can't get in trouble for it because, you know, dudes think stupid shit like that. Um, yeah, so he's, I know I've talked about this too long. He's 52 now and he is getting indicted for marrying her back then. Like he should have been in jail back then. And I'm just so fucking happy. And I know it's fucked up. Right. But like young me is really, really pleased. You know, 13 year old me is super fucking <laughs> because I, that fucking, I didn't, I did not buy any of his albums after, after that. I had listened to R. Kelly when I was, you know, when he first came out, when he was Robert Kelly and the somethings, I forget, I forgot what the fuck they, he was, he was Robert Kelly and somethings, right? He had, um, uh, a, a backup group that was behind him or whatever. And then he kind of moved on his own and, um, yeah, man, I could not even listen to some of the, some of the, like a couple of them. I kind of know the songs, but most, if it wasn't on the radio, I have no idea what it is because I refuse to buy them. My cousin, she, she bought them. Everybody used to tell her she looked like Aaliyah. She didn't. Okay. She didn't. <laughs> but um, yeah. And I'm not going to go back and listen to them now, you know. But I have been, you know, I do, y'all know about my, um, my mini little boycotts, how I boycott things, you know, by myself. And, you know, I don't say anything. I just boycott it. I boycotted the fuck out of his ass. But, you know, I had to start telling people like, he raped Aaliyah. Like, (laughs) you're like, well, he was married to her. I'm like, oh, that's not, no, we're not, fuck that. I don't, I just, uh, no, fuck that. You can't marry a fucking 15 year old fucking girl behind her parents back and all that weird shit. And you know what I'm saying? You, fuck that shit. Mm-mm. Then she got to pretend she's 18. Mm-mm. Like I've never, 
seeing him the same way that a lot of the shit, let's just say even my cousins and my friends on the block, they love, I, I never listened to him. They loved him. And, um, they're like, Oh, you want to listen to Arkell? I don't fucking want to listen to him. Fuck what I want to listen to him. What I did listen to was when he did the, um, trapped in the closet. And the only reason I did was because, um, I felt like it was hilarious. And I, and I did wait like forever to fucking finally, um, get around to it, you know? Um, like I, it took me years before I actually went and, and watched it at all. Um, <laughs> but you know, like I didn't, I, I, I laughed a lot, but like, I, I never could get into it. Like a lot of people could. And that's just because it's fucking, I know what he did. He's so horrible. And that was like, um, like when I first watched it was after the, it was, it was like way after the PP thing where he was peeing on that girl years later. So I don't, I don't remember when it came out, but you know, I never got over him peeing on that girl because it reminded me of him sitting on the couch with his arms, like, you know, on the back of the couch, looking all fucking entitled. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, you just see women as trash. Like, you know, like you're peeing on her, like you're, she's your, you're her, she's your fucking toilet or some shit. Like, this is some fucked up mentality that he has. And, you know, I don't feel bad for him being in jail. I do see where <clears throat> some black women, for some reason, are taking his side. And that's, that's on them. That's their business. You know, I don't go over and try to shame people for whatever their feelings are and their beliefs and whatever. Because I know he's not getting out, you know, so it's not going to do me no good. And I don't need to be moral authority over anybody, um, you know, unless it's a Bernie bro. Um, I try because I know that this America's kind of fucked up culture anyway. And, you know, we just barely getting out of where we had bosom rippers, you know, the fucking um, romance novels where basically they're fucking raping you. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I like if you've ever gone like read some old ones from the seventies, and um, they're really, really interesting and really rapey. I'm like, wow, that seems like he just raped her, and she seems happy, and I don't get it. And I, I've read a, an oh in the eighties too, eighties oh really, really bad. Mm, mm-hmm. I guess in the nineties we kind of like started being like rape is bad. <laughs> you have to ask to touch me. And, um, yeah, so, mm -mm -mm. so Biden told that old guy he was too old. Um, R. Kelly's ass is in motherfucking jail. And, um, they're, they're, they're getting him on the fake ID. And I think it's just fucking hilarious. He's over here still lying, talking about he didn't know her age. How many fucking years are you going to keep telling the same fucking lie? My God, stop. So, yeah, R. Kelly, totally going to jail. And I know that this is not really that much about Paul Dudeau, but, um, and I know this, um, I, I sound kind of different. I'm just a little bit under the weather. By that, I mean a little bit sad still. So I'm not quite happy yet. But, um, like, I, I, it's over. Fuck it. Right. I'm glad she didn't wait and hang in and then like fail in, in Iowa and then New Hampshire. And like, it would have been like depressing. Um, you know, like it's going to be for Corey if he stays in, um, it's just going to be ugh, depressing. So I can only like do what I can do, but I've been trying to get everybody else out of the doldrums a little bit. You know what I mean? So that when everybody's finally feeling good, then I can be fucking pissy and then everybody could be like, oh, poor baby. No, don't say that. I don't like it. You know, <laughs> just cheer me up. So yeah, let's take a little break and I'm coming right back. And we're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren and what she was doing earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know that um, pissed everybody off. So be right back. All right, I'm back. So let me tell you what I was doing. It's now the 11th. I was recording that on like the fourth, the first half. So I'm going to put it all up together, the first half and this half. But um, 
you know, so that was just a few days after Kamala dropped out, right? And uh, now we're like a week past it. And um, it's kind of funny to do two parts of the episode, like so far apart, but whatever. So we're past it. And, you know, she's back. Um, she's back at home doing her thing. And um, I was not, I had, I had not like, I wasn't like, I had reached like acceptance fully at the time, but, you know, I got accepted it, but um, I wasn't straight with it. But now I am like, cause I was like thinking about um, how, stressful it was to constantly be defending her against bullshit that wasn't true you know it was like <clears throat> a massive amount even more than with obama and and i know this is because she's a woman and um at the time when i was recording the first half i was being inundated with um burners and warrenites and whatever they're just harassing us and they were trying to do outreach right but the most terrible outreach i mean I, even tulsi fans came over gang gangers like everybody was trying you know i'm i'm the de, de facto leader of the k-high i don't really feel like leader i think somebody like y'all need to nominate somebody or something you know pl probably not me because i'm a very bad leader as you can see um <laughs> and if it's me then oh i feel bad for you guys but yeah y'all should nominate somebody anyways so um um all these people come over and they're all like trying to lure us over there. And um, I was so very unhappy with the with the outreach. And um, I, I wrote this post about, you know, how um, I would take, I would accept um, Kamala's VP only to Biden, blah, 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 right? And people in that thread were like, whoa, Stacey Abrams, Stacey. And I got so mad, you know, but I, I had stopped myself from saying anything bad about her because number one, I can't find nothing bad to say about her. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, I like her very much a lot. I just think she needs some Washington experience so she can see how how they play the game out there and how how deals are made and how people behave. And she needs to make some connections with people, you know, um, in in the legislature and also just in D.C. <clears throat> because state politics is different than national politics. And, you know, I kind of want the VP and the president this time to have a lot of experience. They know where all the bodies are buried. I want them to be able to just get in there and just, you know, open that shit up and just fucking take care of business. Like, like Trump was saying, drain the swamp. Yeah. I actually kind of want that, but a different kind of drain. <laughs> I want them to drain the fucking scum out, not drain all the good people out and put it, put scum in there. So get rid of all the Trump appointees, all that nastiness and also get it, get it right. So, so that we don't have to go through this shit again. Um, I'm hoping for a blue wave again, like 2018. And um, I have come to grips with the whole Kamala not being president. <laughs> I've come to grips with it. And I, I'm, I'm okay with Biden going first um, and not like going first, but make it, I guess I'm seeing him as like somebody that'll clear the path for her and make it a little bit easier. Um, introduce her to people and make it an easier transition. Cause I, I, I know how it's harder for people to see women in roles unless they've already been in that role. And it's very hard to get in that role. So a lot of times women will take a job after their husband died and that's how they get in that role. And um, so, you know, Kamala's pretty close with Biden. She was very friends with uh, very good friends with his son. Maybe that'll be helpful to her, you know, she won't have funding problems anymore. She won't have, you know, people will already know her. She'll have a big right name recognition and it won't be this, this thing where she's unknown and people are just saying whatever they want about her. And it's hard to shut it down because the media thanks a lot. Aren't helpful. They just report what people say. They don't report the facts of what really went on. And I didn't, I, that's unfortunate. Um, so now we're at um, debates coming up. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it. If you guys want me to, and I will go ahead and live blog it, but um, y'all gonna have to send me weed money to get through it, all right? Because I am not fucking trying to get through it, but I will just for y'all, you know, the whitest debate in the world. And Yang, he qualified for it, so it's not as white anymore. But um, what color is Yang? I don't know what color he is. Brown? Is he brown? I guess we're gonna call him brown. <laughs> if you're not white, you're brown or black. <laughs> So Yang is in there. <laughs> so that's nice. Um, a lot of people don't really like Yang. Um, what I don't like is the Yang gangers. 
And also I saw Yang do something that I just thought was completely inappropriate last week. And I posted it up. If you guys want to go look, go ahead. You'll find it. Um, I'm actually going to find, I'm going to start using a different um, Twitter account for my podcast so that I can um, post things up and then, you know, just put them on there for you guys to see so that you don't have to go through my whole feed. Cause I talk a lot. I've noticed that since um, October the 2nd to now I've posted 30,000 tweets maybe. So it's really, really hard for you to find anything. And that's also because I have an auto tweet thingy going on that automatically thanks everybody. And sometimes I'll catch it and then I'll go follow you. You know, that helps me catch people that have followed me. Cause I like to follow a lot of people. Um, um, like I'm not, not following people on purpose. I don't give a fuck how many people follow. I'll follow you. Just, just tell me, Hey, could you follow me? I will. Cause I don't really have a problem with it, but, um, and also I'll follow you on my, um, I'm going to get my podcast, um, Twitter out. Actually, I have it on my other phone. <laughs> yes, I have two phones. So <laughs> I'm going to turn that on and I'm going to start using my, um, my podcast account. Um, and I'm going to start tweeting things out on there and I'm gonna start doing podcasts like every day now. Um, I was so depressed. I like, I felt it coming with Kamala. I was like, Oh, and it was so hard for me to like deal with, with, um, just not having a black woman in there. And um, I didn't like Tulsi trying to be like, oh, I'm a woman of color too. I don't like you, Tulsi. I, I mean, like, for real, like, I just don't like you. And there's not a good reason for it. I just, <laughs> it's one of those things where I've, I have a funny feeling about you and it makes me uncomfortable. And it, it's not because of her sad love. That's just something that I find very disgusting and dis distasteful. But it's, it, it's something that I wouldn't, I shouldn't feel this negatively towards her about because I mean I do I just have a it's very negative the way I feel towards her and um she's my age so I'm like why am I uncomfortable with you I'll figure it out though but something about her just seriously bothers me um Yang I'm not as bothered by him I'm really I'm not as bothered by him as a lot of people I don't blame him for his neo-nazi support I know why they um, support him and Asian or, and they wouldn't support a, like a Latino or a black or Native American or anybody else, Jew, anybody, but they would support an Asian. And that is because of their, the way their Nazi ideology works. It, it doesn't include Asians as one of the tainted, nasty races. And um, I guess a lot of that is because they could not conquer China. Uh, China is the main one that they look at um, and Korea and stuff like that. And they, they never actually, we never, we never conquered. Um, nobody has. Okay, so that to them it means something. I, I makes them special. I don't know. Um, a, a lot of it is because of um, IQs and and statistical facts. Like you know, Asians make um, their their economic you know how, however much their economic indicators, um, how often their homeowners, business owners, all that stuff um, gives them status in the white supremacist community. And since they actually make they they do average better. Well, if you, you got to take out some of, because see, Asians aren't all one big, you know, and I hate trying to put them all in one pot because you got Pacific Islanders, you got Asians, but then you have uh, Cambodians and then you have Vietnamese and, you know, they're all different, right? And they all do differently in America based on whatever the policies that we have towards their government at the time. So we have like Cambodians aren't doing anywhere near as fucking good, right? So, or Vietnamese, they're not fucking doing as good. Um, as you know, somebody from Korea or China, and I, I have to look into the policies as to why. But you know, the reasons why people are doing the way they are is nearly always because of government policies, um, the way America is set up. And some they categorize people differently, and they they give certain ones privilege, and they keep other ones down. So you know, this all all this like I don't I don't understand everything Asian. So this is what I see. Um, every day going on in my life. Because when I was growing up, we had a lot of Cambodians, um, Vietnamese in the neighborhood, Filipinos, a lot of Filipinos, right? And we always had a lot of um, Samoans. We always had a lot of uh, Tongans and Hawaiians. We had a lot of everybody. So like, but we did not have a lot of Chinese or Koreans in our neighborhood. The Koreans that we did have, we were cool with, but like we didn't burn down our liquor store during the riots because we like were like, hey, what the fuck is going on? And they were like, I don't know. This is some crazy shit, you know, and we were all together. Right. But that was our neighborhood, you know, and we've been knowing these people for like 30 years. They've been 
having that store there for 30 years. You're not going to do something. They live right in the neighborhood. They're like down the block from the store. Like, why would you do something to people that you see every day? You can't do that. Um, so that, and that, that, that's a little bit why the way their Nazi shit works on, on, in, on the election, why you see Tulsi sometimes get a lot of support from people you wouldn't expect, like David Duke. You're like, why would he, it's, it's because of that Asian factor that, you know, they're like, Oh, they think it's, um, you, you know how they have a lot of fetishes in European land, <laughs> European land. And they did go through a, a, a big oriental phase in the 1800s. And then they, they kind of ruined that by being fucking racist. Um, and, and there was a lot of their racist, the racist policies white people had towards Asia that caused them to close Asia up and kick white people out. And, you know, that gives them status too, because they kicked them out. <laughs> like, oh, they kicked us out. Let us back in. We want to see. <laughs> oh, you're so awesome. You kicked us out. What's in there? <laughs> and we let them in. So they're like, oh, you suck. So yeah. Um, I don't understand completely the Nazi support, but in a way I do get it. And if like, if you see it through a white supremacist lens, ugh, um, then, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause we were slaves. They're never going to see black people, you know, as anything, you know, that should ever lead or rule over anything. And, um, you know, and that's, that's unfortunate for them. Um, I feel sad for a lot of the white supremacists and people should, you know, oh, why would you feel sad for them? And that's such a, a closed mind, a, a hard way to look at life. It's sad, you know, it's limiting, it's depressing, you know, like if that's all you have in life is that you're a color that's different than somebody else's color. Like, what do you have of your own, you know? Like, what about you? Like, that makes you proud. So whatever. But anyway, this is back to the election. <laughs> I am fine. I am fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I am liking to use the fact that Biden is winning. And like, you know, when people are like, oh, I'm sorry that your uh, Kamala got blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I moved to Biden now. And he's winning. And Bernie sucks. And he's losing. And since Kamala dropped out, her a lot of her support did go to um, Biden. And now Biden is leading in Iowa. He's leading in Texas. He's leading in California. And that just happened all in the week that Kamala dropped out. And so you can see that the effect that she had on the election and why she dropped out. And she didn't want to she doesn't want to drag it out or make the contest to where they have to have a, um, you know, a broker convention and Bernie has a chance. I'm sorry. Bernie's people did her wrong and Bernie's people have got damn nerve, some nerve, nerve, nerve. I had one invite me today. We just want you on our team. Are you crazy? Why would you say that? Never. So I've been having, getting a lot of offers to join, um, their fucking team. You know, I'm surprised Liz hasn't fucking called me, but then again, I don't answer my phone very often. So she could have, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming. Okay. Not coming. Never. Um, and Kay Hive's not going to go and support a Stacey Abrams for VP instead. We're going to support Kamala for VP this time and hope that this gives her an edge and it, it, you know, it makes her more likely to become president. I want a woman president. Um, just not that woman. Okay. Liz, a lot of people like her. I liked her at first too. In the, in the week or so since Kamala has dropped out, she has been very terrible. She used Kamala's picture on fundraising. She's been trying to use that fucking woman factor. Like, Hey, you, you got a vagina. I got a vagina. You, you can just move from Kamala to me. I do not like it. You know? Um, no, don't do that shit. Um, Amy has been way cool about it. She's just not really said much except for, you know, a few little words she had to say. She has not been pressured nobody for fundraisings or nothing like that based on Kamala. Thank God, because, you know, um, Corey did it and Castro did it. Castro didn't do it as bad, but I found out Castro like five minutes after Kamala got off the phone. I mean, Kamala quit the race. He's on the phone trying to get her or um, people that endorsed her. Like, get, give them a day or so. You know what? I'm starting to see what people are saying about him. Sorry, Castro fans. I love y'all. You know, and he's still cool with me and he still has great ideas and great policies, but I'm starting to see the negatives that come with Castro. And I see why people are kind of standoffish towards him in Texas because that was some mm, grimy-ness. 
Um, speaking of griminess, hello. Why did Patrick? Yes, that Patrick. I know some of you guys don't know who Patrick is. Patrick, the um, the one that went over to Liz or whatever. Um, back I guess he went back in May or June, and then he went and blocked us all. Patrick is out here posting Kamala's picture with Elizabeth Warren, saying, "Please vote for Warren." Excuse me. Why was Patrick this summer sending messages out talking about Kamala slept her way to the top or whatever? She No, it said something about she had a relationship with a man that was 30 years older. Oh, tell me that was about, you know, like, what? Why are you slut shaming Kamala? I was really mad at the time, so I took a screenshot of it. And that's not the only, that's, he didn't only send it to one person because I've heard it from other people that he sent it around. So um, now he's posting pictures of Kamala and Liz like, hey, vote for... Dude, are you trying to use her after you slut shamed her? Just remember that, you know, her her people are really grimy. And Liz, Liz has been in pictures all over the place with Patrick. So just know that she's very, you know, mm, she sure knows how to pick them and they sure know how to pick her. These are their similar people, her and Patrick. Um, opportunistic. I, I'm sorry, Liz. I don't mean it in a, in a mean way, but you, they said you had sharp elbows when you were rising up. Oh, boy, do I believe you had sharp elbows. I believe it. I believe it. Cutthroat. So the way she, and she has been cutthroat, you know, the way she's been trying to use Kamala is really horrible and disgusting. And I don't appreciate it. I feel like, um, like I, I, she's embarrassing me as a woman with her antics. Um, she's been sliding, sliding, sliding in the polls. She's down to like 11% in Iowa. <laughs> uh, and, and it didn't all go to Bernie. That's my favorite part. A lot of it skipped Bernie and went straight over to um, Amy, right? In various places. So Amy has been picking up from that. <laughs> That's what I like better. I like that. Um, I don't think Amy's going to make it, you know, because she, Amy's going to find it difficult to get black support. She doesn't really have um, much of a relationship that I can see of, see with black people. Um, this is probably definitely more than likely for show due to the fact that she's from the great North, you know, and it's not like we have, um, it's not like the South where it's saturated with black people because of slavery in the North was just, I mean, and she's in like, where is she at? Minnesota or something. Was she at Minnesota? Whatever. Anyway, she's up to Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan. Sorry. You guys are all very North. <laughs> I'm saying this from Alaska. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> Great Lakes area. So, uh, <laughs> so Amy's from up there, and but I did hear that her her um, prosecutorial skills um, were very very sharply honed towards um, criminalization, and that is unfortunate. Um, she, I think they said something about she put somebody in jail for, for like four years for shoplifting or something. I'm like, whoa, that can't be, that can't be true. So I'm going to look, um, she's from Minnesota. I, I'm going to look, but yeah, I, I, I don't think that's okay. So I'm going to look though. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I still like her. Um, even though I know she was too harsh on, on people for things. I still like her. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like people can learn how that criminal justice doesn't have to be so strict, so harsh, and they can learn from their mistakes and stuff. And, and, you know, there's things that they can do to, um, rectify the situation and, and go back and make policies that correct what you're doing wrong because criminal justice is something that everybody was doing wrong, um, for so many decades. And it's just now that we're getting to the point where my generation who, I, I I grew up under mass incarceration as as it at you know got really good. I'm born in the early 80s, so I saw a lot of people go to jail, 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 jail. Now, let me just say, most of these people did something, but the time they were getting was way too long. You know, you're like, whoa, okay, you're doing two years on a shoplifting charge. That's way too much. And all they did inside, because you know, I had you know relatives that were like. 15 that went in jail and they go into jail and we're doing karate in the garage and <laughs> we're going to Toys R Us. Okay. And we're, you know, playing in the pool. And when they come out, 
two years later from 15 to 17. They are hard grown. I mean, my cousin came out, he came out a grown man, but angry. He was so angry and he's, he's still angry to this day. He's fucking angry. And, um, he's just changed. He became a completely different person. I think they must, he might, I don't know whether he was in YA or if it was, a, he got done as an adult. Cause he did one time get done as an adult and they put him in with adults. And when he came back out, you know, there's nothing you could do with him. He was just mean. He was, and he started drinking. He just changed. He complained, came a completely different person, mean, mad, always wanted to fight, 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 fight. And I've seen him do some of this fighting and like had to fucking call the cops on him because I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing to that poor man? Like, how'd you get him here? That's horrible. And I'm not going to say all the stuff that he did because he already did time for that too. But, you know, let's just say that um, he learned nothing but horrible things in jail. He never learned his lesson is if that's what you're trying to teach him a lesson, you know, as a, oh, we're going to teach this young kid a lesson. We'll put him in there with grown ass men. You did not teach him a lesson. All you did was let him get assaulted and abused until he became an angry person and he started assaulting and abusing other people. And that's what happened. So we need to stop doing that. And we need to stop making criminal justice like that. Um, I don't want I don't, I don't think jail or prison should be about putting you in a place where you get hurt as much as possible or harmed as much as possible. So you learn a lesson that didn't teach anybody anything. Do you kick dogs to teach them a lesson? Do you beat your child to teach them a lesson? That's not what you do. I I've never hit my kids. Well, no, one of them, she hit me. I hit her back, but that was only because she's bigger than me and I'm scared of her and I had to get away. <laughs> but I, I never believed in, um, I always believe that hitting your children, um, spanking them is a form of child abuse. I don't believe in it. So I don't really believe in people abuse. You know, I don't believe in people being physically punished, except for child molesters. Um, I'm sorry. I just do. I, I hate them. But, you know, I don't really believe that we should, you know, do these, these horrible things to people. And we need to change the way jails are. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like the way they're, they're set up or any of that shit, this panopticon bullshit. It's, it's horrifying. So, you know, I, I feel like jail should be a sort of a rehabilitation for your life and your thinking and how you operate rather than um, punishment and oh, oh, oh. but whatever, you know, I'm just me and I'm the type of person that like, I always want people to do better and get better and improve themselves. I don't want everything to be an end, you know, like I, I'm just like that. Like if you stole something, I want you to learn how to get your own, you know what I mean? So that you're not out there stealing. I don't feel like they should have taken uh, education out of uh, jails. They should put more education in jails. You know, we should, they should, it should be like, oh, you're going to be in here for how many years? And then you're going to get out. Well, we have a college program. They should have to get a degree while they're in there or some sort of trade, you know, a certificate and a trade program. That should be a part of your, your prison rehabilitation. It should be just like that. Like, how, how would you get a job? How would you do that? And if they have work release, we should do more work release, supervised work release and on ankle monitor. So, you know, oh, you put, completed your education. Um, let's let you let you out and see how you do with working and come back. And if you can do that year or so, then, okay, let's put you in a halfway house. We should not have super long um, jail, jail terms unless it's for murder. That's it. Murder and child, child sexual assault and rape. Um, I'm not, I don't feel, believe in lenience on, on child sexual assault at all. No lenience whatsoever. I don't think you can be cured or fixed. So I don't, I, there's nothing you could do with you and I'm sorry. I don't want you hurt or beat or abused or anything like that, but I don't, I don't, I think you should be in a mental hospital or something for the rest of your life. I don't think you should be able to get out if you can, if you can't control yourself you know, and, um, see how evil I am. I know burners. I'm evil. I think it's a mental illness or something's wrong with you. It's a defect. It's not, um, some sort of, Oh, I'm a, a criminal problem as much as it is. Um, you're wired wrong. Right. So like, what, what is, what is jail going to do with you besides what get you raped up in there? So you can what, go out and rape more people. I, that's just, it's just a cycle. It's a circle. It's vicious. Um, but I don't think you should, you can do well, um, unsupervised at all. There's got to be something until we can figure out what it is that makes you that way and, and and start correcting that. What can we do with that? Right. So that is what I've been thinking about lately. I haven't been thinking so much about the primary and um, I'm going to this is actually going to be a longer episode. I'm going to cut some of this bullshit talking out, but this is going to be a longer episode because I have more time right now 
and um, I don't have Kamala, <laughs> but I have more time and I haven't done an episode in a while. So, um, and I, I, you know, I have a few more things to talk about, but um, yeah, uh, so that's what was happening today. The thing with Patrick had me dying. So I put that up on my page with Patrick um, saying, oh, got the picture of Kamala saying, oh, vote for Liz. And then the one where he's like, you know, calling her very nasty things and saying nasty things about Kamala. So there you go. And he's blocked me. So any of you that get it, <laughs> that go on my page and get the, the nasty thing he said with this picture on there and everything, please give that to Patrick. I need him to have that. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk again uh, a little bit more. I'm going to go ahead because this is going to be an episode that I'm going to cut a little bit out of. And um, so it's going to be shorter, but I'm going to make another episode like right after this one. And I'm going to put them both out because I have a lot of shit to talk about. And I'm like, I miss be I miss hearing myself tell, um, <laughs> I miss listening to the episodes afterwards. <laughs> I love hearing my own self to be, so I can be like, why do I sound like a man? <laughs> Well, I love you guys. And it's been so, so good this time to have a circle of people, like a group where we can all like, cause we're all doing like group therapy right now. And just to have us all together, instead of being like all scattered and we didn't know each other. Like um, if I would have had you guys in 2016 after Hillary, I, I would have made it better, but we, we didn't group up like this. Like we did, you know, like the same, right. It wasn't like we had a, a group and an identity um, like, like we do now. So we have like a group identity and I, we don't want to give it up with the K hive. So we're like K hive forever. Cause we just, we're, we know each other. We like each other. We're going to stay together. And that's just how it is. Now, eventually they'll shit will happen and we'll support different Senate candidates, but, uh, I hope we can, you know, talk to each other and not be assholes. <laughs> there's only a couple groups that I noticed that, um, aren't able, to, well, actually there's a few that aren't able to um, interact with the other groups like K hive can, we got Beto's there. Um, now the Biden nights, they didn't, they didn't showed up. Now we got the Bidens. We're all, you know, together in a group and, you know, Castro people can come and go and as they please, Klobuchar people can come and go as they please. Warren people can only be with Warren people. Sanders people can only be with Sanders people. Tulsi people can only be with Tulsi people. Yang gangers can only be with Yang gangers. And this is why I know they're going to fail because you have to be able to, to form a coalition. You have to be able to get groups together. I had people from Biden team coming and talking to me back in the summertime um, when, when combo started falling in the polls and, you know, they weren't being mean about it. They were just like, if something bad were to happen and she weren't going to make it, would you consider coming on over here and we could just merge the groups and we'll, you know, we'll all be together. And, you know, I was, I was down for that. Cause you know, I, I like Biden and stuff. I, I had been saying some mean things about him, but you know, I was willing to let that go and stop because this shit is 30 years old. And, you know, um, I do realize that he has, he, he has admitted and he knows what the fuck he did uh, wrong in certain instances. And what, what the fuck can he do? You know, going back, thinking back. Yeah, that, that shit was bad, but I do know what we were going through at the time. And I was a little girl watching this, watching people die every day. And, you know, like, that's why I haven't taken so hard a stance against him because I've seen it and I know, and I was there and, you know, I have family members that got hooked on drugs and had babies on drugs and and it was really bad it was so bad that we didn't know what the fuck to do like lock them all up i don't know whatever just let me breathe for a second so i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to start the next episode um i don't know what i'm going to call this one so i'm sorry um but i love y'all go ahead and like the podcast subscribe to the podcast go ahead and you can donate to the podcast because for my weed stash and oh, what am I smoking this time? I think it is Sour Albert. I'm smoking Sour Albert, everybody. So um, come find me at K-Hive Queen B. That's just a B, not a B-E-E. Or I'm at Bianca and Delarosa. Or I'm at Brave underscore writing. Or I'm at, <laughs> well, I'm giving you all of them. I'm at Brave News Blog. Or I'm at Bianca Cosetti. Or I'm at Brave in the Act. You can find me in all kinds of places. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs> This has been Brave in the K-Hive. Please like, subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel like it, you can come over and visit me at Twitter, where I will be at, I don't know what channel I'll be at, but um, maybe, maybe K-Hive Queen B, once I change it, or Bianca and Della Rosa, or Brave underscore writing. So, you can find me.